0: An attempted robbery turns into a fatal shooting.
1: Somebody just um, came to my door and and pulled out a gun on me and, and my husband just shot him.
0: A deputy uses pepper spray on a student at 71st High School. It is our policy to use intermittent weapons if someone should resist. And the Fayetteville Police Department goes mobile with a new app for your phone.
1: And it's another way we can engage the community. They can actually engage us back.
0: These stories and more on Crime Time on FayObserver.com. Featuring Fayetteville Observer Police and crime reporter, Nancy McCleary, I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety. Highlighting stories in the news and hearing from those involved. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. Rebecca Kuman was outside her home in the Family Lodge Townhouse Apartments on Netherland Drive on the night of Tuesday, January 30th. Police say she was approached by 51-year-old Jerome Allen. The conversation turned dangerous when Allen showed a black handgun and demanded money. Inside the department, Kuman's husband, Dario Miranda, an active-duty soldier, heard the commotion. He grabbed his gun, went outside to investigate. There, he saw Allen with a weapon trying to force Cuman into the residence. When Allen turned the gun toward Miranda, the soldier fired. Cuman then called 911. Say, well, 911, what is the address of your emergency? Oh, hi, somebody just um, came to my door and, and pulled out a gun on me,
1: and, and my husband just shot him. I okay. need coming here right now.
0: Allen laid on the floor near the doorway of the apartment.
1: He, he, he put the gun on me and he told me to go in. He wants to get all my money. My, my husband shot him.
0: For the latest on this story, let's bring in the observers, Nancy McCleary. Nancy, what can you tell us about the case, about the weapon that Jerome Allen, the man who was killed, used? Any charges brought by the district attorney?
2: Um, the weapon that Jerome Allen was using appeared to be a handgun, but was in fact a pellet gun. It's hard to differentiate, uh, I'm told. Um, That's what the police have said. As for any charges being filed, the case was turned over to District Attorney Billy West, and he and his staff will make any decisions about whether charges should be filed. In this case, um, it appears that Mr. Miranda was acting as anybody else would do in protecting his home and his wife and his own life.
0: Another case in the news happened Wednesday, February 7th at 71st High School. That's when a Cumberland County Sheriff's Deputy used pepper spray on a student. Before we hear from Cumberland County Sheriff's Office Spokesman Sergeant Sean Swain. Nancy, give us the particulars on this incident, certainly an unusual occurrence at the high school.
2: This happened in the school bus parking lot at 71st High School. And it began with an altercation, um, or close altercation, between two female students. Apparently, the deputy who was involved, who has not been identified, um, broke up the, the...
0: uh, Altercation, the fight. Thank
2: you. Yes. Uh, He broke up the altercation and was in the process of doing so when this young man...
0: Frank Rivers.
2: Frank Rivers. That's correct. Frank Rivers, for some reason, um, as the sheriff's office said, felt compelled to intervene um, into the actions, and that's when things went rather badly um, and resulted in the deputy pepper spraying Mr. Rivers.
0: But the two students, as I understand, they complied with the officers the at t- the, the time. Two,
2: the two females did comply with the officers, but... Um, Mr. Rivers did not.
0: Well, let's hear from Sheriff's Spokesman Sergeant Sean Swain about the officer's reaction and the force used in this instance. Because the deputy had to use pepper spray when subduing Mr. Rivers, an internal investigation will be done by the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office as policy states. It is our policy to use intermittent weapons if someone should resist us trying to affect our job. That is the level that he used. Cumberland County schools would not say whether or not the student had faced any further disciplinary action or had been suspended. Well Nancy, our next story comes from Robeson County. You know, how can playing loud music leave two men dead? Tell us that one.
2: Early on the morning of Sunday, February 4th, Robeson County Sheriff's deputies were called to Cousins Mobile Home Park in Shannon. When they arrived, one man was dead, uh, shot to death. Uh, Two other men were injured. And it began as a loud, as a dispute over the loud music um, about 2 a.m. Sunday between 47-year-old Scott Chavis and Dakota Chase Hunt, age 18. The two got into a confrontation. They walked away from their homes in the mobile home park, went about a quarter mile, and shot each other it appears um, Dakota Dakota Hunt's brother Jody Lee Hunt arrived at the scene after her, hearing the gunfire um, and investigators say that uh, Jody Hunt also fired and he was um, injured in the in the shooting
0: yeah 47 year old Scott Chavis was pronounced dead at the scene Dakota Hunt died as he was being driven in a private vehicle to a hospital. Anyone with information asked to call the Robinson County Sheriff's Office Homicide Division at 910-671-3100. The bodies of a Lumberton man and woman were found in a field near Fairmont on the afternoon of Tuesday, February 6th and on Thursday, February 8th, four people have been charged with murder, kidnapping and conspiracy. Nancy, tell us about this case.
2: Apparently someone was walking um, south of Fairmont and saw two bodies in a field covered with weeds. Um, obviously the sheriff's office was called and they did respond and they don't know how long the bodies had been there. They, they have been sent for autopsies to determine um, a cause of death. They were identified uh, this afternoon, Thursday afternoon. Um, as 33-year-old Ashley Nicole Smith and 31-year-old Matthew Stephen McRae. Um, they also have arrested four people. Um, and they're all from Lumberton, and they have been identified as Patrick Leon Gatlin, Jawan Montel Lewis, Tiffany Leanne Smith, and Anna Trill, Livia Ray. Um, All are charged with two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of first-degree kidnapping and conspiracy, I believe.
0: Did you get any inside information on how they came finding these people that have been charged in this case?
2: I know that the news release that was sent over from Sheriff Seeley's office uh, indicated that there were like 80 officers um, at the federal, state, and local levels who were helping out um, in searching three residences, all belonging to these four people. Um, and they, they helped to secure the scene and carry out, execute the search warrant. And it, that's pretty much how it came
0: about. All righty. Let's move on to our next story. The FBI is searching for Andres Garza in connection with a major drug traf- traf- trafficking operation that was run in Robinson County. Meanwhile, five Robeson County men who authorities say were involved in the operation near Maxton have been sentenced. That includes Mitchell Ray Locklear of Maxton, who the U.S. Attorney's Office says was the leader. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison, followed by five years of supervised probation. Locklear is also known as Black Mitchell and Beaver Clan chief of the Tuscarora Nation. Other sentence were Timothy Lloyd Hunt, Brandon Daris Locklear, and Tori Locklear, all of Maxton, Archie Len Strickland of Fairmont. The investigation began in 2015 after authorities discovered more than 2,000 pounds of marijuana sent via FedEx from Mexico to Maxton. The group also was involved in trafficking cocaine and crack as part of a network with ties to North Carolina, Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico, according to court documents. Meanwhile, Garza, the man the FBI is looking for, his last known address, Eagle Springs, Colorado. He's 52 years old, five foot eight, 205 pounds, has black hair and a tattoo on his left arm. The FBI says he should be considered armed and dangerous. If you happen to see Andres Garza, please call local authorities. Four other men are awaiting sentencing in this case.
2: So the Fayetteville Police Department recently released a mobile app it is designed to help residents access pretty much anything that they want to access um, through the police department. And I think um, we'll let Sergeant Sean Streppe tell us a little bit about it.
1: We launched this not too long ago, and we're really excited about it. And it's another way we can engage the community. They can actually engage us back um, very, very, uh, various topics are available on there about the department. You can find out about us. You can view frequently asked questions. We have recruiting information, um, an event calendar, and one thing we're really excited about the event calendars. We've also listed all of our community watch groups on that calendar. So if you live in an area and it has a community watch, you can just look on there to see when the next meeting is coming up. And one feature that's going to be really great for a lot of people are you can actually view or even submit a police report right through the mobile app for certain crimes.
2: Strepe says it's just another way for the department to reach and interact with the public.
1: It most definitely has, and we're just trying to stay connected. Um, we know a lot of people don't necessarily get their news through traditional means nowadays, so it's important for us to reach out in different methods to reach as many people as possible to keep them informed of not only what's going on in their neighborhood, but what's going on in the, in the police department in the city as a whole. And another feature that's available on this app is we post all of our crime mapping information um, on the website. A lot of people don't know about that. And we've actually tied that in with the app as well. So you can actually go through the app and click on crime information and view a map of what crimes have been reported in your area, which is really exciting. They just need to go to the app store. It's available on iPhone and Android devices and type in FAYPD, P D S A Y
2: P D. I did, in fact, download it.
0: Sounds like a great app to have for folks in Fayetteville. Just another way to contact the police.
2: And there's no charge.
0: No charge. And it
2: doesn't come in and tell you that you need to purchase X number of tokens in order to keep going.
0: (laughs) That's even better. That's even better. Nancy, thanks a lot. That's it for this edition of Crime Time. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to tell us your friends uh, about this new feature on FayObserver.com. We welcome your comments and suggestions. You can reach Nancy McCleary by email at nmccleary at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at fo underscore McCleary. You can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at jones. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.